0: welcome to episode 900 of the sleeper in the bus it is thursday march 4th i'm your host paul sport joined this morning by justin mason justin good morning sir good morning how you doing i'm doing well 900 pretty pretty exciting stuff here now i gotta be honest my schedule was such that i was pretty busy in the in the interim uh from the last time we recorded didn't get a chance to reach out to jason Collett or Eno know maybe try to get a little little clip with them or see if they could be available for today's show so we don't have anything like super special for 900 but just know that uh, we're thinking of them in our hearts how about that
1: well i'm not super special
0: no no <laughs> you are i meant we would bring them on as well oh i, I see how it is we're it's old okay. world hat to people though yeah they, uh... they want to hear you know and Justin and jason and justin they want to hear justin too uh plus you're not that special because you're about to get dunked on when we get to one of our topics. but <laughs> well, let's dive right in. We're still talking closer. So we'll do the AL West after we get to some news and notes. And there are some big things out there. But first, another little TG FBI update because we both made a good bit of progress since Tuesday. Uh, your league's a bit ahead of mine, but mm-hmm. i'm I'm happy with our my, our pace in my league. I know uh, we just got done talking about it offline about the pace of our leagues and I think both of us are pretty happy with where we're at, especially in comparison to some of the slower leagues mm-hmm. that are like holy smokes they're crawling. So I'm glad that that we're not there. I am uh, I just made my picks round eight and nine. Last night, uh, it was cool because you know once it gets to a certain lateness of the night, you expect to not really pick, mm-hmm. and uh, it had hit that threshold. It was like I think eleven thirty or so, and I was a couple picks away, and then. Team three picked. I was like, okay, that's cool. But I, you know, team two might be asleep. And then team two picked. And so I was on the clock kind of in the middle of the night. I was like, oh, fantastic. So I made my eight, nine picks. But let me just give a quick rundown of where I'm at. And then uh, I'll get your thoughts and we'll go over yours. And then we'll dive into the rest of these notes here. So remember, I had Betts, Bogarts, and Kershaw as my first three from, from Tuesday. I've since added Aaron Judge, Liam Hendricks, Zach Granke, Myron Buxton. Now, that was very outfield pitching heavy there with Bogarts thrown in. So then I went double infielders last night with Matt Olson and Tommy Edmund. What do you think of the squad? I like it. I like the squad. I feel pretty good good right now. So I got uh, Olson, Edmund, Bogarts on the infield. Betts, Judge, Buxton in the outfield. Kershaw, Grinke as starters. And then Liam Hendricks as as my top closer. And what I like about the Kershaw, Grinke combo is now I can be very – aggressive with uh with young upside arms and not feel like i'm you know needing so many ifs ands you know to get to come through like oh they gotta do this they gotta do this and that can happen sometimes with my staffs i get a little bit of 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 the shints i get the shiny new toy syndrome where i want to get you know four different guys like uh, let's just say, for example, these aren't necessarily my my. Some of them are, but like uh, Frankie Montas, Sandy Alcantara, Sixto, Dustin May. You know, you get like four of those guys there in the middle. And it's like, hey man, you need a lot to come through for that to work. Mm-hmm. I think I think with two anchors there, yeah, they're a little bit older. They de- they definitely have a little bit of risk to that end. But as far as the production, you know that when they pitch, it's going to be there. I love having Hendricks kind of cover a little bit of the strikeout gap that that they have. I feel good about my foundation, and Power Speed is there with uh, with Betts, Judge, Buxton, Olsen, and Edmund. I kind of run the gamut, and Bogarts, I run the gamut there. And Bogarts' is average uh, and and Betts' is, can kind of help with some of the other guys. And Judge's average should be a plus, if not, you know, it might not be a mega plus, but it should be fine to help cover Buxton and Olsen as well. So I feel good about my balance right now.
1: Yeah, I, I like the way you're going. Plus, you've got a, like a super old pitching staff, and that never backfires.
0: Okay. <laughs> oh, literally, just address that. It's yeah, no, guys. no,
1: I, I like that. It's, it's, uh, you know, I mean, you're even if something were to happen to Kershaw, we've seen him put up just monster seasons with like 115 innings, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. So, so I, that's what I was feeling like. Again, for both of them, the innings that they pitch should be good, and and if they don't happen to make it the full season, I should still get a decent number Granke, of innings from I mean, them.
1: granky has been, you know, really, really healthy and solid, like, you know, maybe he's not like the Granky of, of old, necessarily, with the reduced velocity, but he should be just a solid innings eater, uh, with some upside, on a good team. And uh, a great
0: whip, yeah, hopefully. Yeah,
1: exactly, so... No, I, I really like your team. I do.
0: Let's uh, let's hear your agree. You you are through eleven rounds, right? You have yeah, two more we've picks been than
1: me? flying because we're trying to remember when, uh, where I was at when we uh, we talked about it last time. Now I just remembered that. Remember, uh, I was hoping to land Anthony Rendon in That's the third right. round. So we've actually done eight rounds. So we've uh, I've been complaining about the speed, but. My league has really picked it up over the yeah, last few Yeah, you have. Days.
0: You are in the wrong league to complain about that. Yeah,
1: no. I mean, we got two leagues who are like at pick 100 right now. So, uh, and we are currently at pick 169. Nice.
0: Um, nice. For those who don't know, Justin would find a way to complain about like a 30 second clock.
1: League. Yes, because, I mean, I mean, before we even get into my team, I have averaged 20 seconds a pick.
0: You are a sneaky little son of a gun <laughs> when your pick's coming up. And you're like a pick away. You drop them in the auto. It's it's really sharp. It's really, and then and that way, I will say, when you have a twenty second pick, uh, pick average, you can kind of go at people. Mm -hmm. Again, I think your league is going fast enough, and you and you should probably chill. But you at least have that license when your pick time (laughs) is that insanely uh, small. So, uh, give us the rundown of the eleven guys you've got.
1: Yeah. So I started off with let's see, with Turner, Trey Turner, and Nola, and then I did land Anthony Rendon. I remember we were talking about, oh, you know, I was thinking about Springer there if Rendon went. and uh, mm-hmm. He made a background to me in the fourth.
0: So You son of a gun, dude. That was nuts because I was, yeah, I was talking with that, th- talking with you through that. I was like, oh, whichever one you get is going to be great. Don't worry. And you get both,
1: dude. Yeah, uh, And, I mean, Mart- Starling Marty almost made it to the fourth and I, I would have been really tempted to, to take him instead of Springer, but mm-hmm. uh, he went two picks before me. Uh, grabbed my boy Brandon Lau uh, in I the fifth, uh, which is great. Um, Nelson Cruz in the sixth. Oh, so, the uh, together. and then I was like, okay, my offense is kind of set. I need some pitching, and pitching was just flying off the board. Um, but instead of taking a starter in seven, uh, I saw Karinczyk went about three picks ahead of me, and uh, so I was like, I think there's a closer run coming. Uh, mm-hmm. And I was right. I took Trevor Rosenthal. Um, and then it. Iglesias Presley, Jansen, and Brad Hand all went. Like, oh, so you right timed at, it. Yeah, so like, I kind of helped kick off that closer run uh, in in the seventh. Uh, so on the eighth, I, I definitely, you know, I was behind pitching, starting pitching. So uh landed Joe Musgrove. Hoping that Patrick Corbin, who I have ranked above Musgrove, might make it back. I just know how hot Musgrove is right now. For exactly. and
0: and that's you playing playing the playing the mm-hmm. market and not just going off your ranks there. And I think that's really smart, Musgrove, when I had a Corbin in my league. Mm-hmm. Um, and there is a chance that he gets back to you, so I think that's a great setup there, so dude. It, your offense is filth.
1: Yeah. So then I went Musgrove. Corbin did make it back to me in the ninth. Uh, and then I took, I was torn because while I don't like Dylan Bundy, he was there in the 10th for me.
0: Ooh, some, you and Daniel got him. No,
1: I-, I ended up going with Brian Hayes. Oh,
0: okay. Oh, um, you love Cabrera's. So yeah, I, don't I don't love, I love
1: there. him. And I, you know, while I had Turner, uh, and Laos, still a few bags, Springer still a few bags. Like it didn't feel like I got a ton of, I don't have a ton of speed. Um, so I took, I took Hayes and then in the 11th, uh, this morning, uh, I landed Jorge Soler. Uh, um,
0: wow. Your power is nutty, dude. By the way, that's a great call out there that might be having people kind of raise their eyebrow. Like, wait, you got some speed with, with Cabrian Hayes. He stole 27, mm-hmm. 12 and 13, um, in his last three full major minor league seasons and and with excellent rates 27 of yep. 32 12 of 17 13 out of 14 um and he's done a lot of run in 2019 exactly and that was 12 uh that in 2019 he had like three games at low a I don't know if that was like a rehab or something but it was he was 12 for 13 in AAA. so you know that's that's really good there obviously they're not at, the catchers quite aren't quite as good as the majors but he's he's strong there and that those game totals for hayes were 108 117 and 113 so in a full season he could reasonably get you what 15 you're thinking
1: yeah i think he could be like 15 15 280 kind of as a floor that'd be great i mean his sprint speed was 79th percentile um, he can run yeah i mean in his X velocity numbers i mean super small sample we're, we're talking like small sample or 2020 was small sample but you know, he only had 65 batted balls, but almost a 93 miles an hour exit velocity, uh, 9% uh, barrel percentage, uh, 55% hard hit percentage. So, like, I mean, I don't think he's going to necessarily, like, be a monster, but I've made the comp, like, early career Anthony Rendon, and I already have Anthony Rendon on this team, so... A uh, guy that's just going to, you know, help in all the categories. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's, I mean, I like those guys because it gives me more options later on. I don't have to go after a speed guy. I don't have to go after a power guy or a batting average guy because he kind of helps fill in every category.
0: Yeah, I, I think uh, I think the offense you're putting together is absolutely nasty and you can kind of really focus on your pitching. Not that you have mm-hmm. bad pitching either, but you can now focus on your pitching in these, in these middle rounds here. And I think you also have some license to take some younger guys and, and take some gambles there because of the core that you got. So yeah. I'm pretty happy with where we're both going. I will say, though, your wife is putting together a fantastic oh, team. Oh,
1: man. It, it's it's very uh, – like, I'm, I'm happy for her. Like, definitely I'm happy for her. Like, because she is putting together a really good team. It's also a bit concerning because I will not – Uh, Live this down if she she beats me. Um, Even if, like, I were to finish like, you know, second overall, and she's first overall, it wouldn't
0: be. It's over. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Like I, I made a
1: joke last night, which she then tweeted out. I was like, "If you beat me, do I have to quit being a fantasy analyst? Like,
0: (laughs) we get a new co-host. Yeah, exactly. I I get a new co-host. Excellent.
1: So yeah, it's uh, it's funny too because it is monopolized her week completely
0: oh it like, really has you can tell through the tweets that yeah. she's putting in the effort she's agonizing over picks she's really learning you know what we you know why we're so intense mm-hmm. about it
1: yeah and so like and and it's monopolized my week too her draft because you know she's you know she i won't give i won't tell her who to pick right so like she, she she'll be deciding between you know two different players you know at, at a certain spot uh, and she'll, you know, but she'll talk about her process. Like, this is why I'm looking at these guys. So, uh, and, you know, and then she'll ask me, okay, is my process good? Um, or is there a flaw in my process? And so mm-hmm. I'll answer that question and be like, yeah, there's a flaw, but there hasn't really been, which is super frustrating because I want her to make bad picks. So I beat her.
0: Um, <laughs> no, she's like, again, not patronizing her, gassing her up. Looking at this squad, she's really putting together a strong team. Yeah, it's it's and, yeah, it's not good you know, for me. I, I I really like what she's done uh with everything. You know, the Devin Williams pick is probably something that maybe is a round or two too early, uh, but she's has Hater. So yeah, and and that's exactly why she she took, and that's why it makes sense, and that yeah. way. So she's got Milwaukee saves locked, and mm-hmm. even if he doesn't get but four random saves, Williams, he is an asset with his ratios and strikeouts.
1: Mm-hmm. And, it's and gives, she, it gives her a little bit of ratio support because she is, you know, kind of behind in, in starting pitching. So yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so, they've been a really fast draft. Uh, oh, and she's on the clock as we speak. So. Ooh. um so she's probably ooh, good. I'm in. I'm, I'm. I'm recording. She can't ask me questions. Uh, she started off Garrett Cole Machado, uh, from the seventh spot. Then Merrifield Hayter, Grisham Luke Voigt Lordes Guriel Bundy, uh, Yasmani Grandal Gregorius, and now Devin Williams. So, she is stayed very very balanced. Um, she's got a little risk on the team, you know, with Voigt. Uh, its injury history and. Dylan Bundy's, uh, you know, and Everything Devin history. Williams isn't supposed to pitch until the 17th of in, in a live game until the 17th of March. So mm-hmm. that's a bit concerning. But uh, I mean, she's got a really, really strong base. Uh, Bruce Cagle, a guy from my uh, website, Friends of Fancy Benefits, um, has been kind of updating every few hours the race between us on Twitter
0: hmm with the projections yeah, of, with, uh, of both y'all's teams.
1: Yeah, the Bats projections, and she has been beating me the entire way. Now, she's ahead of me in picks, but she has been beating me.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, this has been one of the most fun battles to watch between you two and, and how everything is uh, playing out, and like I said, I think she's doing a great job. Can't wait to see who she picks next here. Maybe maybe we'll get the pick while uh, while yeah, we're... Uh, we I may pl- make
1: a pick. She may make a pick, so... Um, I will not. Oh, I'm I can see near. we're pretty much on the at, in the same spots. So we have the exact same amount of players now. She's in the twelfth round. I'm in the twelfth round. So she is on the clock. She has two hours left, and uh, I'm about four pick, four or five picks away.
0: Well, hopefully we get uh, if she if hers comes through, let us know, and okay. uh, we'll see see if you get on the clock as well. Let's continue. And uh, I'm sorry, it's the first victory lap of 2021, <laughs> and it has to be on you. Now, like I said, you know, I always wanted to be wrong here, but I I, I just didn't see it after a certain cutoff point here with the uh, DH. And it looks like DH and expanded playoffs are considered dead right now for 2021. Um, are you finally conceding? Or are you still holding out hope?
1: I'm still holding out hope. Um, <laughs> oh no, i you're not. You're joking. No, I, 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 I mean, you're asking if I'm holding out hope. Yeah, I'm holding out hope do I now believe it will definitely happen absolutely not uh, so I mean here's the thing like I still feel like there are teams and we saw this with you know the signing we'll talk about here a little bit mm-hmm. that are acting like there may be a DH um and uh, and you know like we talked about last you know last time they put together the expanded playoffs in a day. Before the start of the season. True, so, true. like changing. A wasn't the DH rule...
0: unlock before that, like substantially before that?
1: I believe it was. But I mean, it's not like that takes much to change. Like, if, you know, so do I think it could still happen? Yes. Am I confident that it will happen like I was two days ago? No. I'm, yeah, I'm definitely much more in like a 20% chance it will happen and an 80% chance it won't, which is a huge bummer for me. Um, almost as big of a bummer as the injuries we're about to talk about.
0: Yeah, uh, we're going to get into a big pair of pitcher injuries here and then a signing and a potential playing time uh, maneuver here. But, yeah, you know, like I said, there was that, that cutoff there where I just kind of lost my hope. And now, I mean, I think 20% might even still be too high. I think it's like 2%. I think it's ninety-eight percent right now. Yeah, but I'm, right I'm a
1: more optimistic person than you. Excuse me? You heard me.
0: I did hear you, and that was that. That was where the excuse me came from. I'm gonna <laughs> call Dad, Kelly and see where, see what she thinks about that. Yeah, uh, yeah. All right. I'm sorry, cause I think I think you like this guy, but Framber Valdez is in some big trouble right now. He has a big finger issue. That uh, when it first came out, I was like, oh, you know that sucks. Uh, cause even though I'm fading him, I'm I never root for injury. I don't. Uh, I don't bask in in the injuries of players just because i'm not drafting them but i was like hey that's going to be a little bit of time that's okay nothing crazy now they're saying that this fractured finger could 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 possibly cost him season-ending surgery yeah on his fractured left ring finger so that's that's brutal not just for fantasy folks but also for the astros because while i am fading him it's not because i thought he was going to be a loser who wouldn't, wouldn't pitch well for them. I just felt like more high threes, low fours ERA than, than something more uh, fantasy special there. So that's going to cut a big leg out from under their their rotation, but it's cutting a leg out from some of your fantasy rotations, right? Don't you already have some, some from or shares?
1: Yeah, I've got him in four leagues. You know, After we kind of talked about him in my SB starting or, or our SB rankings, I did lower him. You know, and I, I'm pretty sure I did it on air while we were talking. And so I don't have maybe uh, as many shares as I would have had we not had that conversation. And it's why I really like going through the entire player pool by position. Because, uh, you know, you turn me around on some guys. Uh, I turn you around on some guys. So I dropped him to 33. Mm-hmm. I love um, doing that, by the way. And, Having those combos. Yeah, yeah. And so I have him in four leagues. And none of them are like big money leagues. It's three like uh, NFBC fifties. Okay. Um, well, two NFBC fifties, one OC qualifier, uh, and then a draft champion. So it, it kind of sucks that three of those leagues are drafted
0: holds. Because, True, but you have gobs of talent that yeah, you draft to kind of you know you know cover that hopefully.
1: Uh, and I'm I'm glad that the the OC qualifier got him in. That's a twelve team. You know, league. So I can drop him, and there's still plenty on the waiver wire to uh, pick him up. But it, I mean, it's super disappointing because I did like him, and uh, he, you know, he had a really, really great season last year, and I'd like to see if he could kind of build on that. Um, but yeah, it sounds like he could miss the entire season, which oh. uh, that is a really tough for the Astros who then you know also lost out on Jackie Bradley Jr. who we'll talk about here in a few minutes. Mm-hmm. Um and so now like they don't have a lefty in that rotation and there's nobody in the minors.
0: Yeah, that they were already uh, yeah like you're saying they were already pretty lefty deficient. Remember Fromber after um he, he was in the bullpen for what was mm-hmm. it the first first series there like he was he was having some bullpen uh, appearances in the playoffs there because they didn't have a lefty to go to and even in the bullpen right now they have Blake Taylor and Brooks Rayleigh like not exactly guys that are that are knocking the doors off there from the left hand side so is there anybody in the market right now? I um, cause there's still like some players available, but I don't I even mean, know if Stephen there's anybody Ralt
1: is the guy that I mentioned that maybe the pirates would move.
0: Sure. I could certainly see that. I'm, um, I'm looking right now to see if there's anybody else.
1: and wouldn't cost Pictures, them a ton.
0: Bats or pit and throws left-handed. So maybe they ring up Cole Hamels.
1: Oh, that would be a really good fit for them if he's healthy. I mean, I know he exactly. stated he wanted to pitch. I had kind of forgotten about him. because Tony Singrani? Gio, Gio Gonzalez signed with the Marlins yesterday. Oh,
0: that would have been a good fit,
1: too. Singrani yeah.
0: for the bullpen, not, not yeah. for rotation.
1: Nah, I, I, I think Hamels is a really, really good call. Um, you know, uh, I mean, it just I depends on his health. Right I, I've been yeah. more looking, like, via trade who they could get.
0: You know, look mm-hmm. on some of those. The broad call makes sense, though, too. That That, that is an interesting call-out. Um, as far as if they don't replace him, though, and they just kind of go with what they've got, prospect Luis Garcia uh, is who we slotted in on roster resource into the rotation there. He's got, he's got a little bit of intrigue mm-hmm. here, uh, Justin. He throws super hard. You know, he's got potential to hit a hundo. And, you know, really good slider. He looks more like a reliever off rip mm-hmm. if if the uh if the change up doesn't quite come along but i don't know the fast in fact actually eric says it's more of a slurve, but he calls it a plus slurve with the with the big heater so i don't know there could be some there could be some stuff here again i feel like he's more relief but they might have to put him into starting rotation right now uh and maybe i could see him working like with a uh, ryan stanick who opens for him and then mm-hmm. passes it to luis garcia would you be interested in Luis Garcia in the 50-round draft and hold?
1: Yeah, for sure. In a 50-round draft and hold, I'll take that, gamble. I, I wonder if he starts the year in the minors. Um, to stretch out? Just Yeah, stretch out. Though, I mean, there is no minors right now, right? Yeah, and I get delayed. Oh, that's another thing. The uh, season. Um, so there's going to be the alt sites. Uh, mm-hmm. So he will likely be at that alt site. You know, and I haven't checked their schedule to see like do they even need a fifth starter to start the year.
0: So Wait, let me check that while you're while you're looking at it. But um yeah, you brought that up. I didn't put that on the rundown, I forgot. Triple A delayed a month. hmm So that's annoying. I mean Yeah. Why, by the way?
1: I think COVID concerns.
0: Oh, okay. I guess that's fair. So but annoying.
1: Yeah, I, I mean here's the thing, like I think that um, you know, and this goes back to what we talked about with the, the, the DH and the expanded playoffs and stuff. I think there's lots of things still in the works right now there. I think mm-hmm. they're trying to figure out how this is all going to work. And um, and so I think we could have, you know, we were supposed to. I mean, the triple A season was supposed to start like, you know, what, a week after the major league season. Um, and they've all of a sudden with no warning change that so I definitely think there are there could be more changes coming um we'll see you know what happens with that but in terms of I do like Luis Garcia I do think he you know he has some command issues uh at times and and we'll have to see where he's at in terms of being stretched out as a starter Brandon Bielak is a guy that would that oh, yeah. pitched in their rotation I think he could be a guy that uh they use as well I mean, Belak isn't super interesting for fantasy necessarily, but uh, Garcia would be if his command is. Uh, what could-
0: about uh, what about prospect Francis Martez, who was suspended for twenty? Um, could he come back and be? I mean, I don't know, man. He has he had five innings pitched in twenty nineteen. Not a whole lot pitched. Let's just 20 innings in 2018. So I don't know what availability he'd have. But he did pitch some of it in triple. Like, he's reached the highest level of the minors. So I don't know. Maybe, or, or hello, the, the obvious answer, Forrest Whitley time?
1: You know, I can't remember who said. I think it was James Anderson over, uh, over at Redwire said, like, he could be a number or that someone in the organization told him he, oh no no it was, it was it was Craig it was uh um oh God our our new guy from that used to be with the Astros uh Goldstein oh right Kevin right? Goldstein yeah yeah um he said like like he has the widest range of outcomes uh of any pitcher in the minor leagues like he could never see the majors or he could be a number two starter so like yeah, um, yeah that's pretty
0: that's pretty <laughs> like, vast.
1: yeah but they may be in a position where they need someone right their rotation was already the weakest point of their team and now they just lost a piece that they were going to heavily rely upon
0: yeah yeah he was going to be a big deal uh former Valdez was going to be a big deal for them and now like I said he's staring down a potential season ending surgery for that finger so that's that's bad you got to move him down your board big time I don't even know that I'd really take the gamble. Obviously, there's a price for everybody. And, you know, if you're in a draft today and he ends up being at, like, pick 400 or something, sure. But I I am avoiding him at yeah, anything. Yeah, I mean, if
1: he's still there in the last round of TGFBI, like, I'll take, well, you know, maybe I'll take the gamble. Who knows? We'll see. I mean, it would depend
0: what news we get. If it's still kind of up in the air, sure. But anything that isn't, you know, if, if we get sturdy news and it's like, He's going to miss four months. Then I'm not I'm not bothering with it or the full season. Obviously, he's out then. So we'll keep an eye on that. But it is a big hit for Houston and for the fantasy market, because Robert Valdez had a lot of his proponents uh, ready to kind of draft him as a number two, number three for their rotations. Mm-hmm. So that's that's really tough there. Another guy that maybe they would bring on board in your fantasy rotation uh, a, a few picks after that, maybe you did this, was Nate Pearson. Who mm-hmm. now has a groin strain? How many shares of Pearson do you have? Seven. Oh no no no!
1: Yeah, it it not good. Um, now it is a grade one, um, which is the lowest grade you can get because mm-hmm. there is no grade zero. Um, so I mean, there is a chance he is still ready for opening day.
0: I've um, gotten a zero on things. That's a grade. Yeah, we know. <laughs> 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 Sorry, continue. Grade one strain of the right uh, of the yeah. right groin for nature. So but
1: they're they're not giving a timetable at all. Um and so yeah, this is this is a bit concerning for me. Um
0: uh You and, probably won't be ready for opening day.
1: Yeah, I mean he likely if he is, he won't be definitely won't be stretched out. Um so that is yeah, that's it's super concerning. Um and a, a bummer. I'm not dropping him. Uh, unless I'm like really in a bad position, you know, if other injuries pop up as they will. Um, but, uh, at least it's not an arm issue, right? So, like, I'm, yep, I'm not like super concerned this is going to derail his season or anything, but, uh, and the Blue Jays are relying upon him because, uh, they did not get much in free agency, but, uh, yeah, it's disappointing because he's likely now going to uh, either start the year on the IL or uh, maybe start the year in the bullpen if if he's yep. you know healthy but not stretched out. Uh, that being said, like if his price just plummets because of this, I'm n- I'm not gonna let him, like shy away as a as a late round gamble.
0: That that is you know that is the thing here because obviously Pearson's not facing the same kind of threats as uh, Valdez as far as you know missing the whole season or anything. So there's definitely a price point where you're like okay well now I I just I can't I can't avoid this I got to take the shot on Pearson because you know you talk about the bullpen it doesn't guarantee you that you won't get hurt or anything like that. But if that's how they want to ease him in then maybe they see like hey he becomes. The, the Devin Williams for them. It, it would be unlikely that he would take the closers role unless Yates just imploded, but he could be a premium asset pitching. You know, you know Maybe even a better comp would be uh, Hater before he got the closers role when he was going multi-innings more often, which I guess Devin Williams did some of that last year. But you know, he could be that kind of guy f- for you with Pearson and still giving you – Boatload of strikeouts, good ratios, and maybe even stealing some Ws depending on when he would come in. So we'll monitor that one for sure. That one's definitely not as worrisome. So if he drops a few rounds and you were already bought in on him, I, I would I would stay bought in. Uh, you hinted at this move here, Jackie Bradley Jr. He gets signed by Milwaukee. Now, i got to be honest. I kind of disagree with your assessment that you had in the uh, outfielder market watch today. That it's going to ruin Abisal Garcia's price uh, or 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 value. I know that I know that roster resource put them as a as a straight up platoon, but the problem is that Abisal Garcia is a way better hitter than Jackie Bradley Jr.
1: Yeah, but Jackie Bradley so
0: Jr. is a way is a way better, better death defender. He, he absolutely is, but I think they need the offense more. I, I don't really think that this hurts. Abbas uh, Garcia all that much to be quite honest. I, mean, I think it Brad...
1: clearly does hurt him quite a bit though because he's not going to be full time. He was going to be a full time player in this outfield, and now he's not.
0: Uh, I just I just don't know that Bradley's going to play that much though. Like unless they think that his they not 2020.
1: They, look at look at the moves they've made. They they made a move. At... He got signed
0: this late because he wasn't that appealing. Like I, I don't know that he's like no. He signed this you some because he won some four player deal. And he doesn't deserve that. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know. Well, I don't no. I him. mean, he
1: clearly doesn't deserve it. But he was looking at previous center, you know, premium center field defenders and going, "I deserve a four-year deal." And it, you know, sorry, wrong year to hit free agency. He should have signed a one-year pillow deal and, and tried wrong to test player it. to try
0: to get a four-year yeah, that deal. Do it at age thirty-one. I love JBJ, but like he's tripping. He's tripping there. I, um, I agree. Yeah. I, I. I don't know. Like. And, you know, we'll see, where, we'll see where Kane's at. He's 35 coming off of a completely missed yeah, season. He could, clearly, so. he
1: could clearly work itself out. I mean, the number of these guys on this team has had injury issues. Um, I mean, but no one needs to DH more, I guess, in the National League than it really, it really Garcia. really want to fit that nicely there. Yeah, yeah. Garcia would have and been that so team. Like, you know, that's why I said, like, I you know, teams are still seemingly like they're operating. Like, there's going to be one. But um, that's, you know, that that's old hat now. So... Uh, Yeah, no, I I think this really hurts Garcia's playing time. I don't think you bring in a guy like Jackie Bradley Jr. onto a team like this. Uh, Clearly, you know, the signing of him and signing of Wong means the team is prioritizing defense. Um, And so, yeah, I do think Jackie Bradley Jr. is going to play the majority of the time. uh, I do not agree with that. Um, But even if he doesn't, even if it's like a 50-50 split we're talking about like neither of these guys are worth much in fantasy until there's some sort of you know something forces the issue now maybe maybe they trade Kane or Garcia like you know would Kane look really good in Houston um
0: yeah because you you, I mean that's what that's how you mentioned Bradley earlier was that they didn't get uh, Houston didn't didn't go for Bradley. He would have been a great fit for them. Yeah, it seemed like the uh, right the, fit. It seems like they like Miles Straw, though. To get yeah, back fire Houston up for the Miles second. Straw
1: bandwagon right now, because that's what I said on Twitter last night. I was all...
0: Because that speed is disgusting. He could steal 30. Without even being good.
1: Yeah, like, yeah.
0: You know, he could have like a 300 OBP and do that. Like, that's the kind of speed that he has. Yeah, we're talking
1: about a guy with an ADP of 350.
0: Mm-hmm. And on a quality team, yeah, he's going to bat late and everything, but like, Miles Straw is interesting. You want some late speed that, uh, and it might not kill you either. Like, you know, you look at the Straw's career, sorry to derail Jackie Bradley Jr. here to Straw, but they kind of relate, like you said, because it would have been a good fit. He does have a 327 career OBP. Like, I'll take that from a speed demon. Yeah. What what is that? Is that that's a hundred points higher than Alberto Mondesi's ADP? Or I mean, uh, <laughs> damn it, I I screwed it up. Uh, then is a OBP? No, he does not have a two twenty seven OBP. But I'm I'm trying to roast Mondesi here. But you know, I know it comes with a three twenty two slug as well. But I don't care. I'm going straight for speed. It is a little bit Malik Smithy, but you know, he's also cheaper than Malik Smith ever was. Yeah. And my my point was always that Malik Smith was too expensive. But Miles Straw in the three hundreds. You think he'll start to trickle up, though, now that Bradley's off the board? Or is there any other center fielders out there that you think Houston could go after? I'm actually going to look them up. Yeah, I, I, I
1: just actually question. adjusted my time, uh, you know, on on the ADP for like the last two weeks. Or actually, no, the last 11 days. Uh, and Straw is up to 313. So okay, I think that he's going to continue to move up, probably find himself... In that like two eighty range by Jock Peterson like, and Brandon Nimmo.
0: That's what I was gonna say. That's still cheaper than somebody like especially miles if you're when...
1: desperate for speed at that point. Like, how yeah. many guys really have thirty stolen base upside with that that has playing time? Because I mean, until Houston does something to address center field, he's their guy.
0: Yeah, I mean, what what would they do? Like, uh, I
1: mean, it'd be like Danny Santana is the only team. guy.
0: Yeah, if they didn't do a move like that, Danny Santana's on the market. He's not a very good center fielder. Uh, you probably shouldn't put Puig in center field. No. He's, a, he's a good player, but you don't, you don't want really want to Brandley put him out there. Center with his you, may put Tucker, you may put Tucker in center yeah. and Puig in right. Maybe that would be a fit. But I think right now even if they did make a move like that straw would then be like a fourth outfielder he could still get
1: mm-hmm. plus a resort infielder because he does have in- yes. experience in the infield and that's why i thought like Jackie bradley would end up there because straw definitely profiles as a fourth outfielder but all with the ability to play second and short um you know in case correa goes down you know uh or or uh, altuvia gets hurt or something like that so
0: or just give him a breather too mm-hmm. you know so that, that could have that worked there uh, with Jackie Bailey. So you're, you're thinking, though, a Kane train would be really interesting. Kane would mm-hmm. fit remarkably well in Houston. Uh, so we'll, we'll we'll see. We'll see where that goes there. There's no doubt. There's no doubt that the signing does not help. Garcia, but i'm i'm a fan maybe i'm just a little annoyed because i i just got done hyping him uh based on his bat x projection and everything and i and you know yeah he, the bat
1: x loves him Derek Hardy was on potapalooza and that was one of his sleepers in that segment jason loves him as well um i do just i have a hard time finding him 500 plate appearances um unless something four, happens i'll take
0: 450 though I yeah, that just—I
1: mean—in daily moves leagues, that's much easier to manage. But in like a weekly league, do you want a guy, especially if we're talking about like twelve team mix? Like, there's just—he's he, a waiver guy until something happens.
0: Twelve team mix, yeah, sure. But we, we, you and I focus a lot on on the fifteen teamers, and like, I don't know, we play Jock Peterson every year, so this is true. I, I, I think he can be better Jock than had Jock that Peterson that homer
1: yesterday. Beautiful homer.
0: Oh, uh, I mean, Jock Jock is a power monster, but like. I think obviously I'm going to see him 450 can do more than Jock because I think he'll have a better average and uh, more steals. Like he'll be more in the like 8 to 11 range, whereas Jock is like a, a one-steal kind of guy with power. Admin- yeah. Admittedly, well, you know, he's got he's I got mean, those I think he could homers. steal
1: more, you know, maybe the Cubs let him run, but his efficiency, I, I was looking at it last night because I wrote off Peterson yeah, no, as he well. Dude, his efficiency is atrocious.
0: No. He, he ain't stealing shit. Um, I, I, you know, he'll, he'll get you two, maybe. So you know, in, in fairness, Avi was one for four last year, but he's ten for fourteen the year before. He, he he doesn't have great efficiency either. But Milwaukee does run, so I feel like he's going to get didn't get, get the volume there. They didn't last year, but it's two months. I don't put any. Stock yeah, into I think that, that I
1: think that, that had more to do with keeping the guys healthy in a shortened season than it does. Especially right? as
0: they were struggling, I think they wanted yeah. to stop running out of innings and stuff like that. I think that played a big role because of how badly they were playing. And you look from 2018 through 2020, they're still top seven, or, yeah. or they're seventh, I should say. So I think that's why I'm, I still believe that they will run uh, with some consistency. So, yeah, uh, Jackie Bradley signs. Avi gets hurt. Maybe Kane gets dealt in some capacity. And then the spinoff there was that we talked about Miles Straw looking like he kind of benefits from this move because Jackie Bradley Jr. was an obvious fit for Houston that is no longer available. Last bit of news here before we get into the AL West closers. Now, this is good news here. It's one of those things that could be lip service, though. So I'm going to ask you like, what you're, what you're putting into this as far as stock. Dave Roberts said get Gavin Lux could be playing daily against righties and lefties. He said, I see him getting a good runway, playing regularly. What that means, I think there's room for conversations. But him against the lefty, I don't think we're too concerned about that. Yeah. Think about that?
1: I am surprised. I mean, this is a guy that had a total of one plate appearance in the postseason. That's a lot. So Oh wait, that's not a lot. That's no, not okay. Fuck. No, it's not a lot. And he struck out. Um Roasted. Oh so, yeah. I mean hundred percent K rate in the postseason. Um Yeah, I mean this is one of those things I'm kind of taking a mental note. Uh, I love Gavin Lux from a from a skills perspective. I trust the
0: Dodgers zero. Uh, yeah, I mean that's that's fair to always have them. You know, we talk about Dodgeritis with pitching. Shouts to Nick Pollock. but uh, they have Dodgeritis across the team. Like a lot of their hitters can get Dodgeritis too. There's a there's a core that doesn't: Betts, Seager, Bellinger, Turner. Um, but then everybody else is kind of susceptible. I think even. Even Will Smith can be behind the dish with Barnes there as a good defender and then Kybert Ruiz kind of lurking. Uh, Muncy plays pretty much every day, but he moves around. But then like Pollock, Chris Taylor, Lux. So, yeah, there's dodgeritis everywhere. Are are you moving him up on... Are you moving Gavin Lux up on this news is, I guess, the real question here.
1: I mean, a little bit. um, But, yeah, I mean, not a ton. Like, I mean, his ADP is... Two fifty two. I don't know that I'm taking him even there. Uh, I mean, I guess, I guess maybe I would if I was like desperate for second base. I just do like the upside is huge. Like I said, it, it, I guess it depends on what type of league you're in. Like in a twelve-team league, I'd be more apt to do it because there's going to be waiver wire guys, right? So, if, if we, you know, get through the first week of the season and he's only played in one game or he gets set down, like, then, okay, I can cut him and move on. Uh, mm-hmm. But the upside's huge on Lux, and I still do believe in that talent. Um, I mean, there's a ton of power in that bat, some speed, uh, and a, a pretty decent yeah. hit tool. So, um, I think, yeah, I want to buy in more, but, like, I know Colton Wong's going to play. Colton Wong's going, like, 230 something. Like, and like I know he's going to play every day, and so like I have to value him above Lux, even though I know the upside on Lux is much greater.
0: Hmm. Yeah, it is. It is that kind of push pull there of like the, you know, is it time to buy in now because he is still relatively cheap, and and this is, you know, not quite saying he's every single day playing, but it does give some clarity on the fact that they like him and they they do still believe that he can be a high impact player. Gavin Lux can so. Uh, we talked about second base there's a lot of depth there we, we feel like especially in that in that middle area where guys like wong and, and lux live but uh this is a, at least a nice comment here to where they're not mm-hmm. you know setting the expectations low if anything they're setting them a bit higher than a lot of us had for gavin lux so we'll see if this moves his adp i'll be interested to see your next second base update um, when it comes out, if he, if he jumps off of this and if he jumps substantially or just like a little trickle up. So we'll keep an eye on that for Gavin Lux. Let's talk AL West closers. Let's start with the aforementioned Houston Astros that we were we were talking about just a bit ago. And they've got Ryan Presley. They have one of the few lockdowns, I believe in Presley. And part of it is definitely that Presley's very good. I, I, I don't want to shade him, but there's also not really any competition so mm-hmm. uh that's i have him quite high so yep. how, how do you feel how do you feel about him
1: i've got him quite high too because there is no competition for that role and he was very good um Dusty baker seems like one of those uh managers that is just going to stick with this guy unless the wheels completely fall off and yep. no, have no to push re- the button yeah you know
0: the ninth button there for him
1: so i mean I mean, pretty much this whole division seems fairly straightforward for the most it part really without, I mean, with Texas being the one kind of a little bit iffy situation, but. Because uh, they're rebuilding,
0: though, but yeah. cause the guy they have feels like he could be the guy unless they move him or something. Yeah, I
1: think they could move him. as is the only is the only thing. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I like Presley a lot. He feels like one of the safer options. I'm willing to take him where he's going. Uh, in drafts right now, um, I definitely like him a little bit more than Krynczak. I know you hate that, but I just feel no, no. comfortable.
0: No, no. He's my fourth guy. Oh, Presley's he's your my fourth
1: guy. Wow. Yeah. Okay.
0: I go Hendricks, Hader, Chapman, Presley.
1: Okay. Wow. He's, so no, he's I, like my seventh guy, but I feel pretty good about that seven.
0: Yeah, that there is that, that group there of like seven or, or eight. No, I of think like three of the eight. guys we're going
1: to talk about right here with Rosenthal, That's the thing. and,
0: yep. you know. Yep, they get in there. So let's get to Iglesias in L.A. because, uh, you know, we don't have to belabor it. There's not tons to talk about with a lot of these guys that uh, aren't having competition, so we're not going to just chat to chat. But Rice Iglesias gets traded out to L.A. And, yeah, Mike Myers had a really nice season there and kind of emerged. But it's Iglesias' job unless he falls apart, Right.
1: Yeah, I, I don't see any reason why it wouldn't be. They they traded for him. They're paying him. I mean, he is in the last year of his deal. So, I mean, if he does suck, uh, like, there's no reason for them not to just move on. Um, or they could end up trading him if they fall out of the race. But there's no reason to think he's going to suck. He was, I mean, he was dominant last year.
0: Oh, he bounced back brilliantly. You know, he had the two seasons of home run issues in 18 Mm -hmm. and 19. In 18, he overran. He outran it, I should say. Uh, In 19, it came home because the hits went up as well. So he jumped from six and a half hits to 8.2. Along with the homers, it spiked into a really awful season. He blew like 84 billion saves. He had 12 losses in 2019. Ra's (laughs) Alglacius did. It was really rough. But you look at Sierra... 331 in 2018, 322 in 2019, 263 last year. Skills were off the charts. So he's one of the more stable guys out there on a quality team. Even if you don't think they're necessarily going to make the playoffs, this is a solid ball club here for the Angels. And I like Iglesias. He's in my group of of trusted as well, whether that goes seven or eight deep. Hendricks, Hayter, Chapman, Presley, Jansen, Diaz, Rosenthal, Iglesias are the ones I consider very very strong there, so I got an eight pack with Karen Hand, and Yates, very close. Mm-hmm. So I like Iglesias a good bit. Uh, Mike Myers maybe in like fifty round draft and hold or AL only to get the ratios and strikeouts, and he is the second guy, but it's a long leash for Iglesias in my opinion. Completely agree. All right, let's move over to Oakland, where again it's similar kind of deal here. Uh, Trevor Rosenthal, this was a surprise move. They're usually trading out relievers but they saw a pretty fair deal here for somebody that obviously they lost their big time guy in Liam Hendricks they were never going to sign him for the price that that he would command but one year 11 mil for Trevor Rosenthal and there's like heavy deferrals on it he's only getting 3 mil this year so you know they did it the Oakland way he's still only 30 by the way right he feels like older um and you know 30's not mega young but i feel like if you ask most people their snap answer is going to be like 32 33 He's only going into his age 31 season uh, and he bounced back brilliantly in 2020, 2019 was a complete washout. The, the return from TJ. Uh, and then he missed 18 recovering from that TJ. So even though it was only 23 and two thirds, I'm bought back in because the, the core skills were like the velo has always been there. The, the core skills came back in full force and looked even better than some of his St. Louis numbers. He's in Oakland, bigger park, long leash, I'm taking Rosa, though. Like I said, he's in the group of super trusteds for me.
1: Yeah, he's my number four. So I,
0: I dig it. I can get behind it.
1: And, I, and like I said, I took him in the TGFBI trap. If you look at his numbers from after he got traded to San Diego, he was the best reliever in baseball. Um, he really was. And that's not hyperbole. Uh, nine innings, um, zero earned runs, only two hits allowed, one walk, 15 strikeouts.
0: That one walk is the part that just really, yeah, really excites me.
1: But here's the thing. It was at Oakland, and he won't have to face them.
0: No, I'm, I'm <laughs> saying like that's the good thing, though. Oh, yeah, I yeah.
1: thought you were being sarcastic. Sorry. no, no,
0: no, no, no. no, no. I, I love that. Like, yeah. I love that he had command and control. Trevor Rosenthal looked great, and he looked as yeah. nasty as ever, like I was saying. So, yeah, we both love him. You love him even more. So I'll give you your props there. You have him at four. I have him at Seven. And it is a group there that, like, it's a glob where just depending how I feel, right? If I get too many Presley shares, then I'm going to Rosenthal. If I get too many Diaz shares, I'll go to Jansen. But it's that group of trusteds there uh, that I really like. And Diekman is is the guy. Uh, probably second in command because they have some other lefties they could turn to, mm-hmm. but Romo lurks as well. They'll both steal a few saves. Sorry for those of you who drafted super early and we're getting on those Diekman shares. Um, you know, that's kind of the downside of drafting early. You can get some benefits, but you can also take some hits. And this one was a hit because people probably didn't expect Oakland to go get a closer. They go out and get uh, Rosenthal on a fair deal. And and we love where he's at. Mm-hmm. Let's go out to Seattle. We gonna talk about Texas here in a minute. They traded there in, their their guy rafael montero out to seattle and it looks like he's going to be the guy now obviously he's a little bit older and they're still kind of in a rebuild so they could feasibly move him but i think i think they're actually going to hang on to him to be honest because i think they're starting to put some things together to where next year they really want to start pushing forward and i don't think Kelnick's going to be down too too long um especially if you know they got to be really smart about not being straight up manipulative because mm. of what Kevin Mather said and they already have some intriguing pieces in both the hitting and pitching. Bullpen is still kind of a mess behind Montero, but if you look at his stats, he's been pretty good as a reliever uh once he jumped into that role full time with Texas. I think they've got something here. He's a sneaky second or third closer for me. What do you think of Rafael Montero going into his age 30 season with the Mariners?
1: I like Montero a lot. Uh, I think he is pretty much entrenched in that role until they trade him. I do think they're going to end up trading him, so we disagree a little bit there. They signed Ken Giles to a two-year deal. I think Giles. Oh, that's a great guy. call out. No, you're right. That's a great
0: call out. Yep, they'll yeah. be looking to trade, especially if Montero pitches like I believe he can. You're right. You're right.
1: Yeah, he's going to have so much value for a contender uh, yep. that they can continue to kind of further this rebuild. And I think they are looking at next year as the first real opportunity to compete. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, I like Montaro a lot. There's no reason to think that Kendall Graverman, um, or Casey Sadler or Kenyon Middleton is gonna, um, come in and take this job for him. So, or from him. So, uh, I think he's one of those guys where, like, if you are part of that, I don't want to pay for saves contingent, you can get at a decent price, but it feels pretty locked into that role.
0: Yeah, I've actually got him in my top 15 closers. He's 15th for me.
1: Sounds right. Even ahead
0: of somebody like Craig Kimbrell. Mm-hmm. I, I just I really oh, like what Montero wow. yeah okay. I love what he's done as a reliever I'm a little bit of a Montero stand dating back to his starting days with the Mets I really wanted him to become a starter and remember he had that sort of relief concern because of his size and and those who put him in the bullpen they were right this is where he's going to flourish but I really like him you're right he, he will get traded hopefully if he does or, or when he does it's traded to somewhere where he can still close mm-hmm. but I'll take my 12 to 15 saves uh, out front and, and like I said, just hope that he gets traded to somewhere where he still closes. And maybe that's reason to move him down a little bit. The Giles point is a great one. They did the two-year deal so that he can rehab with them and then close with them mm-hmm. next year. So you're right. He, he will almost certainly be dealt. Uh, and then the last one here in the AL West is Texas. And Jose LeClerc now has Montero cleared out. But I don't think it's free and clear because – I'm a little bit of a Jonathan Hernandez guy, um, so what do you think of Jose Leclerc? And then, uh, you know, how secure is he? And then, do you like Jonathan Hernandez or somebody else as well? I
1: think Leclerc is the guy to start the year because of the.
0: I, I agree. I agree, but I do think like if he doesn't do it, that Hernandez could swoop.
1: That yeah, because that being said, like they are as a team, like they are they are saying we're going to give the young guys run.
0: You know, mm-hmm. or
1: door, we're moving you off your position, which tr- they traded. You know, pretty much like the face of that franchise in Elvis andres away. Uh, mm-hmm. So, you know, I do think Leclerc gets the first shot, but I also think that he really has to perform for uh, for him to keep you know control of that job. And I don't know how comfortable I feel that he can do that. I mean, this is a guy in Leclerc who has been you know wild to say the least
0: 15 um, percent career walk rate that's massive
1: yeah i mean we're talking you know i mean obviously super small samples and stuff like that but you know i mean he had a 13 percent walk rate in 2019 lost that job in spite of the contract um and then had to kind of get it back and then ended last year with injuries so
0: yeah only pitched two innings to his credit though um, he keeps the ball in the yard brilliantly, and, mm-hmm. and it's difficult to hit. So Leclerc does mitigate the walks that way, but all it takes is a little bad, bad luck with the walks, and all of a sudden you're 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 giving up runs left and right because you can't get anybody out.
1: Yeah. So I actually prefer Montero. Um, you know, I, I do too. Oh, sorry, Hernandez.
0: Um, oh, okay. I, uh, I prefer Montero too. By the way, oh, just, I for sure it, prefer it, it Montero.
1: Um, but I, I kind of prefer. Hernandez as the guy, if I'm looking at it from a full season scope, um, that I think he at some point he's going to supplant LeClerc, I believe, Uh, though they're both going extremely late. And so if you're going to take one, you might as well take the other uh, and just kind of pair them up together and hope that um, that Hernandez or LeClerc emerges as the guy and they don't just share it.
0: Yeah, because you don't really want to start both in most formats, and that way uh, you can just get the Texas saves. But yeah. uh, Hernandez, for his part, had a great 31 innings last year with a 25% strikeout rate, 6% walk. Uh, kept the ball in the yard after some home run issues in 2019. So that was good to see some improvement. He was really nice. And he's only 24 years old. He is kind of the next thing there. He throws 98. He's got a deep arsenal so, uh, for a reliever in particular. So I, I like Hernandez. I, I I think LeCork is super draftable and definitely someone you can go for because he should get the first opportunity and get a real shot at it. But Hernandez is lurking there. AL only. I love Hernandez for like a couple mm-hmm. bucks yep. um, because you can even start him and let him get the ratios and the strikeouts as well. So the AOS, you know, just not a lot to go in on because there's not a lot of guys threatening these jobs here. So uh, it was a little bit of a quick one. We'll get into the National League starting next week. Justin, I hope you have a wonderful weekend. It was great speaking with you. Good luck in your draft. But even more, good luck to Danielle because she's wonderful.
1: Yeah.